Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Is anyone here sitting going, ah, oh, thinking about your friendships, thinking about the groups that you brought, were brought up with? Anyone? Like, or most people like, yeah, I, yeah, okay. Who here now perceives that just from what we've said so far, and there's more coming, that you may need to reassess your social world? Good. You should. I reassess my social world regularly. I check in on it. It's not that I'm like ruthlessly like, this person is of no use to me now, out. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like I'd practice that too much, isn't it? No, it's more that, okay, cool. What kind of people do I want to bring into my social world? Is, it, is, is this partnership in terms of these collaborations still relevant or do we need to let each other go off on our own tangents? Right? Because I'm planning all of this all the time. I'm not doing it in a Machiavellian way where I'm simply thinking of people as utilities, but I'm certainly looking at them as partners, as tribal members. What is it that we can get from each other? What can we combine our forces to achieve that we can't achieve alone? Because the unfortunate thing is that without a strategy, without high levels of charm and confidence and a seductive ability, or without, let's say, without some kind of inherent privilege that gets you ahead of the, the curve, the brutal reality is that you, as dudes, you're a bunch of dudes, of all quality of dude, are more or less useless to a high value social circle. That, that's the way they perceive you. Okay, so if you want to look at, okay, what is, it, what is the reality of most men's social world? They have one social circle, and then they have several outlier friends. That's pretty much it, right? They have the group that they went to high school with, uni with, or they go cycling with, or whatever is the thing that drew them together. That's their core group. And then maybe they have a few random friends of guys or girls that they met through that thing, or they really click with this person. And that's it. Who, who here would admit that that is more or less their social world? Okay? And of course, that's, that's the common thing, because it makes sense. When you've stayed in your lane, when you've been apportioned a social circle due to what it is that you do and think and where you are, then that's what happens. And would you say that this group is usually homogenous or heterogeneous? Full of similar people or full of an X-Men team of bizarre and contrasting characters? Mostly pretty similar. Why? Because you all studied the thing, because you're all from the same town, the same income bracket or class or whatever else that tends to allocate people into similar brackets. You may have a whole bunch of different personality traits, but very likely you'll be similar in, in terms of your utility, the things you know, the people you know, the networks you have, the resources you have. What's the problem with that? Anyone? Yeah, it, it doesn't really allow for so much growth because you, you, you can't benefit from each other's skills, right? from each other's personality types. It doesn't mean that you won't benefit from each other as people or as support units. If that's a, it can be a good group of guys who... Uh, I've, I've trained with a lot of poker players who travel around the world in pods of poker players. And they all play the same game. They all have this really weird type of brain that's able to like run 16 screens of playing of 400 people at once with their adrenaline spiking every two seconds. And most of them are German, and most of them are very, very meticulous with the way that they operate. But these the guys that I've worked with have been really, really good as friendship circles. They've been really tight, respectful guys who understand the floating alpha concept, which I'll get to soon. So what's the other problem with being in one of these kind of social circles? What is limited? Resources and opportunities. There is a limit to them. Who's been in a social circle where when, by some random chance, an attractive woman came into the sphere, 
was introduced through someone or she came into the uni class or whatever, suddenly everyone's scrambling over each other and fucking each other, other, over, other over in order to try and get the one hot girl. Or if someone, by some chance, gets a cute girlfriend, he has to be on the lookout because everyone else is like jostling to get her attention. And if they break up, which they will, then probably one of his friends will try and fuck her, which will lead to what? Drama. Violence. <laughs> yes, drama. <laughs> but this is, the, this is the nature of limitations and resources. Today, none of us have limitations on water and food and having a house over our head, more or less. Okay, so our basic survival needs that were the thing that we spent all of our group and our group energy working on through previous generations, that's all solved. So it goes up higher into the hierarchy of needs, and we have this, that the, that the limitation on resources in, for the modern male, particularly in the West, is to do with access to coveted, attractive, high-value women, access to physical resources through financial advantages, but more importantly than that is what does that give you? It gives you leverage. Right? Just being rich just gets you shiny things that are a bit better than other people's shiny things. Uh, the point of wealth, as I said yesterday, for me, is to create leverage, to create freedom. That's all I give a shit about. Yeah, okay, like sometimes I buy nice things, nicer things. I buy old swords, that's definitely my, th I do blow a lot of money on ancient Chinese swords. That's my <laughs> one vice. But aside from that, I look at money as leverage. Right? So if you don't have, if your social world is limited in its actual capital or its social capital, and by social capital, if you don't know what that means, it means if I walk into a place, do, do people want to be around me? You know, can, I, can I navigate through different social scenes? Can I arrive in New York and end up at the best, coolest, most underground something? Or am I just another dude on dick on the dance floor? Don't want to be that anymore, do we? The unfortunate reality is if you don't engineer your social circles, you will just get the net average of the social circle that you exist within. And it will tend to correlate to the hierarchical position that you fit within. So you have those social scenes where it's like the one cooler guy has a girlfriend and the other guys just hang around and then uh, that's about it until, it's, until they gradually get picked off by women that can't take it anymore and want to have babies. Anyone relate to that? Seeing their friends just getting knocked off gradually as they're in, entering their 30s. Where, where, like I've, I've had conversations with men where they're like, yeah, well, you know, it's like, um, you know, if you don't get one now, you're going to be put back on the shelf. Like, really? Really? You're 31 and that's, you're at that point where you're like, okay, well, I've got, this is the woman that I last had sex with and she wants to have a baby and uh, all, my, all my friends are going, just do it, and my, my parents or whatever, okay, there, there's my life gone, I'll just go sloth over there and, and that's it. Oh, please, don't anybody do that. The other thing that can be an issue with these types of top-down dominance hierarchies, these groups of men, is that the culture within it is emotionally numb. And I forget this because all of the men that I hang around with are really sensitive. Like when anyone's, when you can see someone's having a bad day, someone will sit them down and say, hey man, what's going on for you? And then they'll talk about their girlfriend or the, or the feelings of existential dread that they're having that day or whatever they need to vent. And then they'll be supported through it. We're a team of life coaches who are life coaching each other all the fucking time. That's how we manage to stay sane. And I forget sometimes that the rest of the world is not like that. There are, and when guys come to us to do a workshop, I always, I always say this. this. We are right now creating, and we've done it here, creating a container where there is no judgment, where you don't have to be macho, where you don't have to prove yourself, you don't have to talk about how big your dick is or how many chicks you banged or how big your bank account is. You can be who you are. You can express yourself. You can open up and speak about your feelings. 
you can express the underlying anxiety of masculinity, which is what? I'm not worthy. I guess it's pretty much the human anxiety, really. And men and women experience it in different ways because the, because the metrics of worthiness are different. But for us, what are our worthiness metrics that we're told? Yeah, all that other stuff. Success, money, status, position, duty, and so on. Doesn't, that doesn't account at all for how you feel inside, for how you actually express yourself as a human being, for being able to be comfortable with yourself, to be able to accept yourself, to accept your, and express your sexuality, to have a viewpoint, to have dreams, to be able to follow them, to be deeply, deeply sad and confused at the absolute chaos that is going on within and without you. And if you don't have some way to vent or bounce that off somebody else, that's going to lead to what it leads to with men, which is what? Suicide, addiction, violence, you know, with, withdrawing into weird spaces where you only exist on the internet or in video games or in Japan, just like kids just like never coming out of their bedroom ever again. Right? So these, these are symptomatic of many things, many aspects of modern society. But I would say it's primarily because community is splintered. Tribal links are splintered. There are no initiation processes for young men anymore. Did anyone get taken out by their uncles and their father into the bush to go and hunt a kangaroo? And, uh, <laughs> oh, hang on, I did. Oh, no. To, you know, go through a vision quest or scream and howl at the moon or have to, uh, you know, go through certain rites to move from boyhood to manhood? Anyone? Oh, nice, cool. <laughs> All right, not many of us. And that was part of all cultures over time. And I'm not saying that there's not problems with that. I'm not here to romanticize tribal cultures because in most tribal cultures, five to 50% of the people died from murder, right? So inter-group inter uh, warfare was through almost all, whenever you, know, you hear hippies talking about like, we should go back to like a tribal way of doing things, you know, just like where people shared possessions within the group. I'm like, yeah, they shared the possessions that they got from their neighbors by murdering them all and raping their women. <laughs> then, they shared them within, <laughs> then they shared them within the tribe. I didn't read that in the book that I was reading. Yeah, just uh, do a little bit of, uh, of the cynical history and you'll get there. But there's definitely aspects of this in terms of community, in terms of having a support network that are massively missing, I guess, for both men and women. But in your case, it's like, do you have someone you can go and just fall into a heap with? Do you have someone you can just you know, go and punch a punching bag while screaming about that last woman that fucked you over or whatever it is that you need to do? And if you don't, you have to carry the whole load yourself. I don't carry the whole load myself at all. Whenever I'm whinging and whining and, and, and explaining and postulating and bouncing stuff off all the dudes and female friends that I have around me because that's what keeps me processing and keeps me able to be sane and overall to present myself as this guy who was cool and in charge of his life. It's not that I feel like that all the time. It's a practice, it's a process and it's a community activity. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.